1: Seven FM
2: Sammy Forson is
1: on. We are going, heaven knows where we are going, but we know we will get there. We know we were. Keep this frequency clear 99.7
3: of increasing uncertainties, firms are compelled to seek tailored solutions to reduce risk and go their businesses. For startup investors, SMEs and business owners, First Code Management Services provides advisory and facilitation support for company formation and business setup, corporate secretarial and business compliance, accounting, research and market entry, as well as training and capacity building. First Code Management Services is your first point of call for your management support services. Talk to us today. Call us on 0302-297-2263 or 0302-297-2264. Locate us at 68 Westlands Boulevard, West Ligon, or visit firstcodelimited.com for more. Industry. Get it right. Just love
4: joy and
2: Sammy Forson is on. Mega de Funac.
5: customers we sign up 100 cash back in free bets up to 400 cds this means whether you spend one cd or 100 cds in bets we give you that same amount to make more bets and increase your chances of winning big so visit our website betboro.com.gh, sign up and enjoy this amazing offer today Betboro ghana be a player
6: not a viewer please gamble responsibly for over 18s and above only
2: We bring you joy
6: Good afternoon to you, our cherished listeners. It's always indeed super exciting to come your way every Wednesday with your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass is brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Masterclass is also brought to us by First Code Management Services, and they say industry, get it right. Today indeed is the 17th day of March in the year 2021. And here at Multimedia, in the month of March, we always do something very special. We celebrate what we call the Ghana Month, the Ghana Month here at Multimedia. And in this month, essentially, everything that makes us Ghanaian, everything that makes us Ghanaian, right down from our food, our music, our culture, our heritage, our attitudes, the ones we like, the ones we don't like, the ones we can change, the ones we cannot change, and the ones we can work on, all of these things come together together to help us to become fully Ghanaian at some point in the show when we open the phone lines we definitely will like to hear from you and find out exactly what it is that resonates with you about being Ghanaian perhaps you can tell us the one thing about being Ghanaian that you like and then we can also go on to the one thing about being Ghanaian that you probably would wish for us to work on or to change the last couple of weeks we have been having a conversation on the africa free continental trade area or the africa continental free trade area if you like and essentially it's about open markets it's about opening up the market that we're used to here in ghana not just on the internet digitally but also going up to the rest of africa oftentimes we have said that it appears to be more difficult to transact business within africa or within even west africa alone than it is to transact business with the rest of the world why is that The government of Africa, the African Union have come together to put together some kind of framework and some kind of schematic to help to make that better. So now, when you put together your product and your service, you will be able to reach the markets of the rest of Africa. Regulation has also been amended in this regard to make that possible, to make that easy. In the first set of conversations, we have been talking about introducing the conversation in the first place, what the after is, and then we talked about being investor ready, we talked about being export ready. We at some point will be looking probably next week when we get into the conversation about looking at the strategy for export. So we're looking at our export strategy for the after. Today, however, we find that in the last couple of days, when the budget for the country of Ghana has been read, all of our conversations in the business arena are centered around the budget. And so obviously, as an entrepreneur, as a business person in Ghana, as someone who wants to be able to sell your products and services, this affects you directly. Even if you're not in the business arena, this is the expenditure and income budget for the country of Ghana. So clearly, even in the area of taxation, you will be affected one way or the other. On the show today, we're going to continue our conversation, but we're going to be dwelling a bit more on the budget. So for those of us who like to take notes, we refer to this as leveraging after, for business growth, the budget edition, the budget edition. Of course, back here in the studio with us, we have a wonderful resource person who has become... Part of this show and a friend of the show, we like to call him in the person of Mr. Richmond Frimpong, Richmond Kwame Frimpong. Richmond, you're welcome back to the show.
5: Thank you. Thank
6: you. Um, Last week, we took a short detour and we had a conversation with the European Union who were um, putting out a kind of um, program, or should I say, aid program to help businesses in Ghana to grow and to help people to create substance and sustenance for themselves, another program called the CSO Rise. And so we could not have Richmond here with us, but today we're back in the conversation we're going to be dwelling on the budgets that has just been read, what its implications are for you as a business person in Ghana, and how, if there's a bit of time, it affects the conversation on after what to look out for, what to avoid, what the positives are, what the negatives are, or should I say areas of development are, and how you can position yourself properly, if you like, so that you can benefit going forward. Because this is about business, this is about economics. If you just tuned in, this... It's Masterclass. Richmond, you're welcome back to the show. Thank you. Um, the budget edition. Right. We couldn't continue this conversation on the after without taking a look at the budget. Mm. In conversation across board in the last couple of days on different fora, people have talked about the budget. Right. I think one of the most popular ones I heard on this station, Joy was the bit about the water and the electricity that we, 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 we enjoyed.
4: <laughs> um, <laughs> seemingly coming
6: across now, as, as not being exactly free in the sense of the word free. Right. There also seems to be an increase, about 1% increase or a levy on fuel and energy products and all of that. So mm. let's just sort of break it down. Not too terse because people seem to think that um, the financial text is a bit terse and Sometimes people shy away from it because they don't understand it. Mm. But let's just sort of break it down and bring it home
4: mm.
6: and help people to understand what has just been read. What's the implication for me as an individual? as a household owner, as a consumer, as a business person? And how do I leverage on all of that in the environment we create for the after? Mm. Talk to us, Richmond.
5: Right. Good afternoon to our our listeners and viewers. And so this is just one of the important things if you're a business you should be interested in. Mm. Budget reading sometimes, like you said, is captured in economic language, sometimes very high level, such that even people who supposedly are in the industry of finance and and business and things like that really do not understand and they do not they they do not connect it to their daily lives their personal lives how much more an msme who is so struggling to put together his books who is so struggling to do some accounting here and there to do costing and things like that to now even interpret um high-level economic terms, like deficits, like... Um, like,
6: like, like economies of scale. Economies of scale. <laughs> <skill.
5: do> <laughs> I mean, there's so many things in the um, fiscal space and things like that. How, how, how really does this connect to the business you are running? And most importantly, how does it affect our understanding of leveraging on the continental free trade area? This is what we are going to be doing. We would first and foremost break down the budget show you the relevance of the budget to the business you are running, particularly this year, and how you can pick up the salient details in your own terms okay. regarding leverage on the continental free trade area. So just pay attention. Don't be bothered about the difficult language that has been used over the over the, over the the last um, couple of days on the budget. So first, to look at the budget in this perspective, we'll look at what the budget is, we'll look at the components of the budget, and then we'll look at... Um, Resource allocation and then um, resource distribution in Mm. terms of where the government is pulling money and where it is taking money. It is out of these two specific um, outlets that you, the MSME, you will know the direction of financial effect on your business. And how even you can leverage enough and
6: even government expenditure, where is government going to spend? Right, so that if right. you're a service provider, you position yourself properly. Right. right, Just to remind our viewers and our listeners that we're streaming live on Facebook, also. So if you're listening to us, you're in the office, you're packed, you're, 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 you're not moving, and you want to follow us on Facebook, that means go to our Facebook page on my um, Major online, and then you can follow this conversation. Richmond, let's, let's proceed.
5: So basically, the budget is just the, the, the economic policy of the government. And just like any household or any business, when you are beginning the year, you do a snapshot of how you want to drive your expenses and your income. And that is the same with the budget, nothing really much. The only difference is that because we are getting into an election year, um, usually you don't know who is going to win. And so because we did the election last December, mm. the, the government that is coming in ordinarily will have will have done the budget for this year sometime in November. But because we didn't know who was going to take over, the, the laws allow whoever was in power to do um, a budget in advance of operation, as we call it, just for like three months, so that anybody who comes would have the time in the 91 days to prepare and put together an economic policy. Mm-hmm. That would drive what they do. So you notice that before this year, before this budget reading, there was something that was done for the first quarter. And now, since it's the same government that won, then it's even easier for them to put together this policy. And so that is basically the interpretation I want you to have mm. as to the, what the budget is. It is just um, like your budget, the income side and then the expense side, that gives you an understanding of what you want to do. Now, there are specific components that should matter to you. These are the two critical components of the budget. There is resource mobilization and there is resource allocation. Nothing really um, complex. Resource mobilization is simply the kind of funding the government will need to do whatever he needs to do. How is he looking forward to mobilizing the funding he will need to execute him? And then the allocation is when he mobilizes the funds he needs, where is he going to put it? For you, the MSME, when you look at the mobilization side, you are looking at how the government is going to be taxing you or come, going to go after you to pull something from whatever you make. And then the allocation, where the government is going to be spending the money so that if you have a business um, running in that kind of path, you will know how to leverage on the funds that will be going into that area. So that is a component. And I will probably break it down a little bit for you. Now, in terms of the mobilization side, Where is the government in this budget looking forward to raising funds? The government is looking forward to raising funds, number one, from tax revenue. I mean, that is very obvious. Mm -hmm. Number two, looking forward to raise funds from grants. Number three, looking forward to raising funds from what we call non-oil. So anything that that has zero to do with uh, oil revenue. And then there is oil itself, what oh, yeah. we make when we sell all the oil that we, we 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 generate here. And then there's ESLA and what we call the NH NHL. So ultimately, government is looking forward to raising about 73 billion from these sources. However, so that is the resource mobilization. Now, when you go to how he wants to spend this year which should also be important to you. That is a resource allocation. Strangely for us, um, we need about $113 billion if we want to um, execute some of the things the government wants to implement. And so he's r- looking forward to raising his own revenue of 73, 72 point something, approximately 73. And he's looking forward to spending In terms of what he wants to accomplish, 113. So from the word go, there is a gap of what he is able to raise himself and what he needs to spend of about 42 billion. Mm -hmm. Now that gap is what we call deficit, and he needs to borrow to finance that deficit. And so, why is is why is it that he needs he's raising 72 and he needs 113? That is also an explanation I'll give. He needs that because he needs to pay. A salaries, and we call it compensation in the budget. He needs to um, run what we call services. He needs to do infrastructure. He needs to pay interest on all the loans he has, which we call the public debt. And then he needs to also give government agencies and the government machinery some advance in terms of funding for it to run. And then there's something we call arrears, like, like payments that much should have gone, that is still pending, yeah, outstanding. Yeah. And then there's something we call others. And usually in economics, when we say, um, in any finance construct or in any budget <laughs> construct, when you see others, we don't encourage others. But that is our resource um, like allocation, something like that. And almost anything can go there. Now, for you the business be, be interested in this in this allocation description I have given, about ninety percent of the hundred and thirteen i should say about ninety percent or not let me let me say about ninety percent of the seventy four he wants to raise is going to be paying for two statutory allocations that he needs to do one is compensation, the salaries and two. Is the interest on the debt that the government has. And so, technically, about 50%, 49.5 something, is used to pay interest. And then about um, 40 plus is also used to pay compensation, which is salaries and things like that. So, that tells you that immediately the government is just left with about 10% to execute on the things he needs to execute. But remember, originally, there was a gap of about 40 that he doesn't have that he needs to borrow to spend. And he has just 10 out of his 70, um, 2.5, that is left to him after he makes those statutory expenses. So then it means that the government must do something about this. And that is where the difficulty um, arises because there's really little the government can do. And so in his bid to make sure that he'll be able to do the things he has to do. He needs to borrow. And for you, the business, it is instructive for you to know that the government usually would borrow not from the market that you, the business, you also need funding from. So if the government has to borrow, he has to borrow such that he doesn't crowd you out because you also need money this year as a business. And the government can go to the same areas you are going to be going for funds to also borrow. Because if the government goes to borrow from the same space in the same magnitude, then you will be crowded out. Meaning, the government is favored to receive that funding more than you, the MSME, because the ability to pay security, among other things, is high. And so then, if the government concentrates on just domestic borrowing, then he's likely to crowd you out and you'll be hot. And that is why you notice that usually, the external debt side of his borrowing anchor is usually more. Why? Because... He will have to do euro bonds. He has to do a number of other things so that you can have the chance to borrow in the space where you need funding to do the things you do. So, in a nutshell, that is the basic snapshot of how our budget is like. And for you, the business, you should now immediately know that the government would have to raise that money through the the, the, the channels I said. And in doing that this year, one of the things the government mentions that he's going to be doing is to introduce a number of taxes and in introducing those taxes he he does something very instructive and he calls them reliefs most importantly the reliefs are for businesses that are in the category of the msmes already there had been stimulus packages that were made available. Now, in order to cushion the businesses in the MSME sector, he is making available some reliefs in terms of um, tax rebates and, and even tax stamps. He not taking the quarterly payments in terms of if you are selling something or if you are doing a service and you need to account on a particular tax quarterly. He's saying that, no, he doesn't need you to do that. You can keep it so that it becomes another avenue of raising funds for yourself. Now, immediately... The specific areas where the tax is, is what you must take notice of. So that because it is going to reflect on your cost of production and it's likely not to make your pricing competitive enough, you will know what to do slapping the relief the governor has given you against the taxes that are coming in to increase your cost of production. So in the banking sector, there is a levy he has initiated called... Um, The financial services, I think, levy. And it's going to be taxing about 5% of their profits. Now, this is not profit after tax. So this is profit before they tax it. And so you have to pay that amount, and it's going to be slapping across board. Now, um, I have said a number of platforms that it is going to have an implication on, 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 on everybody, including their businesses. Why? Because I've been in the financial service sector for well over 15 years to know that banks are particular and sensitive about their bottom lines. Well, it is possible they may not, but as long as it is industry-wide, be prepared and don't be surprised if the banks find a very intelligent way of passing this cost to you, the customer. And it can be in any way, it can be in any form. Even though they are paying it before tax. I mean, there's a scenario. He's making a profit before tax of one CD. And he, before before this period, he was paying maybe an after-tax and it's left at maybe 50 pesos. Um, now, with this introduction, the bank is interested in at least keeping the same profit margins and at the same time, exciting their shareholders so if he has to absorb this then he still needs to find a way of still achieving at least the same kind of profit margins and so for you you have to be looking out for how you 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 dodge or you escape that consequence and the government is saying that he needs to do that so that he would he would share the burden of responsibility in the financial services sector and the banks can be stronger and they can help you to execute big ticket items. Remember we are talking about export strategy and we are saying that export financing is one of the critical gaps and one of the things that will help everybody even to leverage on after and so if the banks do not have the muzzle and the right um, environment and temperature to be able to finance you the msme at very low cost so you have access to good credit you can't compete with another uh, maybe msme in another country who is probably getting um, um, a cost to credit of close to zero And so that is the government's approach to making sure that you benefit from that sector. The next thing that is instructive for you to also know is the tax on fuel. Already, um, I think for the last couple of weeks, if you have noticed, the fuel has been taking a spike in the deregulation environment. And analysts are even saying that that has been about 17% or so. Now, with this new addition that is going to sit through the ESLA. It means that you are going to pay a little bit more on fuel. And for the MSME, its implication will be on your cost of production. So now you have to be very careful and very efficient at how you manage transport and things like that. Because transport is such that the demand for fuel is inelastic. It simply means that There is no way you can say you can dodge that kind of tax because you will use some form of transportation. If you will not use it, the the, 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 the space of moving your your goods or services, raw materials or finished product from one point to another, that will definitely be caught up by that way. And so it is likely to show up on the final pricing. And so what do you do? You would have to now prepare and know that that side of the tax is going to also affect you in terms of your pricing. And so, when you look at that tax, in addition to the VAT, there is another thing on VAT. And you look at um, pollution. tax on VAT. Pollution, and I think um, um, they call it bala in code. And so pollution, and and I think um, um, sanitation, sanitation. Excellent. Yes, so sanitation, sanitation and pollution. There is another tax on it, just to make sure that um, the cost of making sure our cities and our towns are clean also doesn't become a bed, a landfill site, and all those things associated with it. And even with the vaccination. With the vaccination, it comes with a number of pollution, it comes with a number of um, sanitation problems. And in, in in resolving that, the government wants it shared. Now, this is why the government is saying that having an appetite to make sure that the economy is in the right footing so that anybody can enjoy he would want to do this in the face of the coronavirus pandemic and introduce what he calls the Obatampa Care Program. And in the Obatampa Care Program, he is now going to give specialized support. And that support is what you, the individual, you can leverage on so that you can become better. So first and foremost, this is what the budget is. Mm. The resource mobilization is the areas I've explained as to where the government is raising money. And for you, the MSME, you take notice of where that is coming from, the tax component that I've shared, so that in your business, you know that there are some adjustments you need to make. Then in the same vein, the reliefs that you are going to make, particularly if you are even in the tourism, the education, um, hotel, among other things, you would even have another rebate system where you up to about 30%, you don't need to pay your, your, your taxes. And so that is another good thing for you. The only downside is that that is after you have run your business and you have made some income. But remember, originally, if I don't have any income to drive the business and government is saying that I need to um, not pay tax after I make profit, You don't have money to first go into uh, doing the business. So where do you even get the, the income or the revenue to now say that you are not going to pay tax? This is the basic picture of the budget today. And with the Obatampa cares program, I'm going to be showing you what your eyes should be on so that you can leverage on your export strategy in these times. So number one, I've explained the budget. Number two, I've shown you the main components of the budget. Number three, I've shown you where government is raising uh, revenue from, where he's going to be spending. And then we are now going to go into the government's trump card for you through after with Obatampak cares program.
6: Right, so before we go into those details, so to remind you that Masterclass today is brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy, Goyle, Yenara, Yedia, and also First Code Management Services. They say industry, get it right. And so, in these moments of increasing uncertainties, firms are compelled to seek tailor made solutions to reduce risk and to grow their businesses. For startup investors, SMEs, and business owners, First Code Management Services provides advisory and facilitation support for company formation and business setup, corporate secretarial and business compliance, accounting, research and market entry, training and capacity building, I beg your pardon. First code management services are your first point of call for all your management support services. Talk to them today and call them on 0302-297-2263 or 0302-297-2264. Locate us at 60A Westlands Boulevard, Wesley gone or visit us at www.thefirstcodelimited.com industry they say get it right we want to get interactive so that while we wait for the phone lines you can also then try and um explain the um, conversation to us so um we want to open the phone lines but we'll take a quick message from our sponsors and then when we come back we will go straight to the phone lines
3: Our favorite on air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302 216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 0551 1119 97 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress.
6: Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass. Going cashless has never been this convenient and exciting. Girls e-payment systems are now compatible with GH Link, the national payment platform. Now, you can use your GH Link card on Girls POS machines to purchase fuel. GH Link Cards offers additional payment options for fuel purchases at all GOL stations in addition to the Go Card. Every fuel purchased is recorded automatically on your bank statements, helping cardholders track and manage their expenses. So go ahead and use your GH Link Card to buy fuel and all lubricants from any of girls over 400 stations across Ghana. Go cashless and protect yourself and stick to all the COVID-19 protocols in these times, Goyle. they say good energy, Goyal, Yenara, Yedia. Richmond, um, I think what, I, what I'm going to do very quickly is that we've got a <coughs> bit more time, so let's go into that conversation on the Obatampa for a few minutes, and then we open the phone line so that our listeners can join us. Right. Yes.
5: So now, the coronavirus has brought a lot of, a lot of um, what we call contraction. Mm. And I think I don't need to explain it. In simple terms, our GDP, our economic economic productive abilities and minds, in sum, is what we capture as GDP, mm-hmm. the gross domestic product. And it was growing at about an average of 6.8. Now, if you want to understand why the Obatampa, it is what has happened to our GDP in contraction terms. And we are saying that now from 6.8% growth, it is now down to 0.9. Actually, some were even predicting it was going to be less. Mm. Originally, we were looking at it coming from 6.8 to 1.59. It's at 0.9. That should tell you that the strength of the economy has shrunk almost six times southward. Mm. And so the Obatampakas program is like a recovery and a revitalization program that the government wants to do so that he can more or less inject some activity and some buoyancy into the economy. Now, remember, Ghana's economic construct is more micro, small, medium enterprises. And so this contraction affects largely the informal sector. Same way the revitalization with the Obatampa CARES program is also going to be affecting the informal sector. Now, what is this goal of Obatampa? This goal of Obatampa is a medium-term program that is meant to um, revive the economy and take it to the places of a little over 68 growth or more so that businesses can revitalize again. And the government is doing it from approximately maybe between now and 2024. What are the specific things they want to do? It says it wants to build a wealthy, inclusive, sustainable, empowered, and resilient economy. Mm. A wiser economy. Mm. A wealthy and inclusive, sustainable, empowered, and resilient economy. And all they want to do is to pick specific sectors that are going to do that. So listen if your sector is in any of these categories. Number one, the critical focus is on manufacturing. So if your MSME business is in anything manufacturing, you are in the line of execution to be assisted. Number two, they are looking at agriculture. So anything you do also...
0: Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI USLRC. At
5: force in this category of agriculture, mm-hmm. you are going to receive that kind of support and stimuli and guidance and, and, and drive. The next thing is ICT. So if your business is also in the ICT area, again, it is also going to affect you. And then they say leveraging on the after agreement. So this is like the trump card in terms of strategy to say that between now and maybe 2024, 2025, anything that falls within this kind of category, we are going to give it a special attention and drive it in that sense. So then it means that if they are going to be leveraging on the after agreement, then all the things we have discussed and learned about the Continental Free Trade Area, you should be putting it into use and into practice in your business. Why? Because the Obatampa Care Program is going to support people who are after ready also. Mm-hmm. And particularly because of the positioning of Ghana. And even with the direction of this budget kickstarting the part this year, you cannot just whirl away and wish away all the things we have learnt on the after. So, number one, I'm saying agriculture, manufacturing, ICT, and then leveraging on the after agreement. So, it says industrial development, including the establishment of uh, vehicle assembly plants, diversified productivity, and val- value high services. So, if you are also doing anything that is service oriented, anything that is not tangible goods but it is a service you are rendering and you have been able to put into place some of the things we discussed escuchas ese rugido
0: sientes la experiencia de poder la emoción de la libertad ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura nueva ram 1500 hecha para vivir una marca registrada de fca us lci